Good evening and welcome. It is Wednesday night. This is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who's that up there in the right-hand corner? Who is that? It's hard to tell. I don't oh, know. Oh, <laughs> it's the it's the it's the official technical consultant of the Independence Gang, Jr. Welcome to the co-hosting chair. Good to have you. Thanks for doing this for us tonight, right, Jr. Sure. And Trish, uh, hell of an effort. I mean, what? It would take you about uh, forty-two seconds from my text to the point where you're able to log on and join us. I, I think it's a new record. <laughs> I think I think I should get an extra free pizza for this. Yes, I think you are due. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for filling in. We had Drew scheduled, and he gave, sent me uh, an emergency text literally two seconds before I sent you a text saying, I'm on the phone with Ben Carson. I uh, can you find somebody quickly? And I we did. I did. So well, thank you know, you, Trish. I was I was on the phone with you know Joe Rogan, but I told him, <laughs> "Hey, JB, call, texted me. I have to go." So uh, you are you are all heart and uh, dedication. Thank you, Trish. Juliet, you're feeling better. Good. I'm back. Yeah, boy, I tell you, there's been a lot of stuff going around. I, I know, you know, after getting over COVID, uh, it seems like like my son is sick, his girlfriend is sick, mm -hmm. and my daughter was sick, and it seems like everybody's coming down with something. So we got to remember that COVID isn't the only disease or infection that is floating around. We got to got to keep that in mind. So anyway, welcome everybody. Good to see folks filing in. Uh, glad we're able to have a program tonight. We've been a little bit sketchy with our schedules, but we will get back to a regular routine i promise i'm also working on a project with our good friend matt couch it's going to be i'm not going to release the name yet but it's going to be a midday program uh, so any of you who uh, like jr who doesn't really work during the day and has plenty of time to scroll uh, social yep. media he can jump on and join, <laughs> and join us and join us during that program that should be a lot of fun Hey everybody, JV here. Please take a minute and consider supporting the program. Our expenses are going up just like everyone else's, and it takes a lot to bring the show to you five nights a week. So we'd appreciate you going to the website, independencegang.com. Click on the Donate tab, or you can just type in independencegang.com slash donate. And spend a minute considering giving us a gift to help us fund our operations here. The Independence Gang is a labor of love, but there are expenses associated with it, and we appreciate your help. All right, so let's see. What are we going to – let's see. Where are we going to start? There's been so much going on. The last three days has been kind of crazy. As everyone knows, there's a, a lot of liberal screaming and whining and uh, outrage related to the Twitter thing. We're going to get to that, but I want to start with this because I think this is a little more – it's a little more real world, I suppose. And it's one of those things that's kind of stuck in my craw for many, many years now as governments outlaw light bulbs. I find this to be absolutely ridiculous. But Biden's um, new uh, uh, environmental policies, the U.S. Department of Energy, has adopted two new rules. One revises the definition of general service lamps, while the second implements the minimum standard of 45 lumens per watt for light bulbs uh, to meet a, that revised definition. So in a very, very roundabout way, Trish, what they're saying is that every watt of electricity a light bulb used, it has that has to produce 45 lumens of light. Regular old Thomas Edison invented incandescent lights, which to me are the easiest on the eyes, the easiest to use, and the most reliable, and the least hazardous to dispose of. 
they don't cut it. They don't make the grade, and they are going to be outlawed by this regulation. They won't meet the standard by next year. I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I still have my mercury thermometer. So I'm just saying that um, you're going to have to come pry my light bulbs out of my cold, dead hands. Like this, it's gotten so ridiculous at this point that they will ban anything. Doesn't matter. They'll they'll ban without a thought. Without a thought. Like it doesn't matter if it's not green or it's good for the environment. It doesn't matter. It's it's it'll it's gonna make the that the little green environmentalists happy because they think they're saving the planet when they're actually not. They're actually hurting it more because we don't. What does it take to make these new LED light bulbs that you know that they're harder to dispose of? Like you said, like I know that if I have them, I can't just put them in my recycle bin. I have to put them in a special contain. I have to bring them to the landfill to dispose of in a separate place. So it's. And it's not like the landfill's really close to me. I live right by the ocean. So I have to drive all the way inland for miles to go. So a little trip to the to the to the dump for me is is it's like a day trip. I have to make sure I plan it out. So yeah, they they don't think ahead about these things. It's just to make it's to make Greta happy, you know, since she didn't graduate high school. We gotta do something to make Greta happy. They are cons- the, the the alternative light bulbs, whether they're LED or they're the even the CFLs. I'm not sure those things were just yeah, hideous and, and never worked reliably and are always a pain in the neck and have those giant bases that you got to try to fit into a, a lamp. The, it's all hazardous waste. It's hazardous mm-hmm. waste. Uh, Juliet, it's really striking to me that um, we have to worry about individual watts. Of electricity in the United States of America, where we could be producing more electricity than we would know what to do with, we wouldn't be able to give it away. We had so much that now we're resorting to managing individual watts of light bulbs. I mean, it's that ridiculous. I mean, it's just it's like nothing they do makes any sense. They're they're telling us to go buy electric cars, but now they're going to outlaw old school light bulbs it just like none of that makes any sense um and you know to trish's point for every for every trish in the world that actually cares enough to dispose of these toxic things the right way how many people are just chucking them in the trash can and they're ending up in the water supply i mean it's just why why do they have time to even think about this right now yeah, that's, that's a great point as well. And it's all being done by regulatory agencies. Congress didn't vote on this. This is being done by an agency, the Department of Energy. Uh, Southern Cat in our foxhole chat said uh, those light bulbs were banned previously, but Trump brought them back, eliminated the regulations that uh, basically banned them the first time around. And Jr. the Trump uh, Department of Energy Call, uh, cited several individuals, scientists, and others who concurred in their opin- opinion that the LED lamps um, excuse, ex- exuded uh, brightness, flicker, and emittance of blue light wavelengths that could cause eye damage, loss of sleep, and headaches, among other issues. So, you know, did they look at this stuff? Did they look at the long-term effects of these LED lights? I'll tell you one thing. Um, I like the convenience of these LED lights. I've got strips of them around the studio, which is really cool to be able to do that. They light up the shelving behind me. It's really kind of neat. But when you're driving down the road at night and some car comes at you with those LED lights that are so bright, it's blinding. And the other thing is a lot of people are dealing with sleeplessness. And there's you know more information coming up about this blue light 
the effects of blue light on your sleep patterns and other parts of your health. Have they looked at any of this? And when they get rid of all the manufacturing for regular light bulbs and we can't go back to them, then what do we do when we find out these things are killing us? Yeah, uh, you know, it makes me think about the vaccines. Are we the, are we the test case <laughs> for these uh, light bulbs as well? Have they been really well thought out? Uh, you know, to, to Juliet's point, I, I think you're going to find more in the garbage can at the McDonald's drive through than you're probably going to see of disposed properly at the, at the, the landfill 50 miles away, too. But, uh, you know, it, it just seems like we're we're cutting off our nose to spite our face. In the grand scheme of things, is this the biggest thing we need to do in the U.S. of A. right now is uh, is retrofit our houses? You know, these bulbs are going to cost 50 bucks at the rate we're going here as well. It just, it just seems like ridiculous timing, even if it was an appropriate uh, thing to do. And, and uh, you know, I think the jury is really out on that as well. I, I agree with you. I mean, you're coming down the road. And uh, you're really looking at that line on the shoulder when those those kind of lights come at you. And uh, what are the what are the long term effects of, of this? It just uh, it just seems like if we, we could delay this without a problem and uh, no one would blink. Yeah, at a time when, when Americans are struggling to put gas in their car and buy groceries, which, by the way, there's no one in hell that believes that groceries have only gone up what the inflation rate we're being told is like 8%. No, they're up 20, 30, 40, 100% in some cases. It, it's really, really bad. I bought a bunch of grapes the other day. I thought, you know, this is two or three bucks worth of grapes. It was $8 for this little bunch of grapes. I'm like, this is insanity. I'm not going to eat grapes anymore. That's ridiculous. Um I have more to say about these LED bulbs because I actually bought a whole pack of these LED like spots for my kitchen and they work half the time. The other half of the time they don't work and I don't know why. And they're like three or four bucks or more a bulb. I mean, they're not cheap, uh, but I'm not going to be labor that point. I'm going to change its topic to something else here because I find this uh, to be uh, comical in a way, scary in another way. We talked about something very, very uh, similar last week. Actually, it's not that one. It's this one. So a transgender Rikers inmate has now been convicted of raping a female prisoner. We talked about uh, a New Jersey case last week or two weeks ago where two female inmates were uh, pregnant because of a transgender uh, prisoner who is being uh, a biological male being housed in a female prison. Now we've got two pregnant female prisoners. And here at Rikers Island, New York prison, a transgender inmate is convicted of raping a, a female prisoner. Um, this is, uh, this is something that we all knew was going to happen. Trish, this is not, I mean, anybody with a brain recognizes this was a stupid policy to begin with, and this was going to be the consequence. Oh, of course. Well, that's, that's the key is you have to have half a brain to realize that putting biological males with biological females in a prison is a bad idea, but they don't. And I actually saw that article yesterday and I, I literally retweeted it and said, correct, corrected headline. Male inmate rapes female inmate. That's that's right. what the correct. That's right. what it should say. So yeah, it's just. I, and again, we go back to this idea because their ideology is much more important than biology. That's that's the bottom line for the left is that their ideologies are much more important to them and to and that should be and they're trying to force that onto us that we should just forget all biology and all science and all facts and give into this fantasy land where everybody's gonna have a unicorn and an electric car. Like it's just, it's not gonna happen, but they keep pushing for it. So I, yeah, 
you know, the next thing you know, like it's they're going to have like daycare centers and prisons and who knows what else. The uh, prisoner's name is, is Ramel or Ramel, R-A-M-E-L Blount, 33 year, years old, claims to be transgender, is, was moved to a female prison, Juliet. Uh, and when he was there, he held a victim down by the back of her neck and raped her. How much of this is, uh, are we as as the public going to tolerate or is the system itself going to tolerate before they, they recognize that no ideology is worth this type of carnage? You know, I don't know. You would think we would have already hit that point. We clearly haven't. Um, it It's just, we live in the weirdest world. It's just like, everything is upside down. This is an obvious outcome of these policies. Like, nobody should be shocked by this. And... You know, like the saddest part here is that that other inmate is the one that is paying the price for these people that want to support this craziness. And nobody will care about her or what happened to her. They'll just keep defending this. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, the pendulum is starting to swing, I think. I think we're seeing the signs. So hopefully we can fix this soon. But I'm also kind of cynical now, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring uh, address that point in just a minute. Jr. Two points that uh, I want you to follow up on this story with. One is: Is this going to result in lawsuits? Do, do lawsuits have any place in this? And will that change some of these things? Uh, and the second part of it is: uh, Everybody, I think, has used the word ide- ideologues. Whether we're talking about the light bulbs, we're talking about the cost of gas, we're talking about this particular issue or any others. We've got such ideologues in the White House right now that consequences be damned. They are forcing all of this stuff down our throats yeah that uh inside the beltway crowd uh, that was one of the reasons i applaud governor abbott out in texas i mean send sending real world problems that they create into their backyard i think is an absolute great move because everything makes sense when you're in the imaginary world of washington dc and seeing the consequences of these policies impact their front lawn i think is a great start now whether um, what what do prisoners' rights have? Is there a legal recourse here? Uh, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I certainly would think someone would try that just to take it to the level to prove whether it was or not. I, I, there, there, there are people with uh, lives and rights, U.S. citizens, for the most part, I would think, and I would think they might have recourse to uh, challenge, you know, this policy. Again, uh, putting them you know, in a situation that could largely be avoided with common sense, seems like uh, grounds for, um, you know, a, a legal case in in my view. And I, I, I would, uh, wouldn't be surprised if we saw that happen. All right. We're going to continue on this particular theme or at least something close to it. Rhode Island Democrats are pushing to teach kids about pleasure-based sexual relations. This is a new a bill being proposed in the Rhode Island legislature. Uh, it's Senate Bill 2285, and it would currently it would amend the current law so that culturally appropriate courses in family life or sex education are taught to children beginning in the sixth grade. Uh, Teachings would recognize pleasure-based sexual relations, different sexual orientations, and be inclusive of same-sex relationships. The act would also provide that instruction include gender, gender expression, gender identity, and the harm of negative gender stereotypes. Trish, what is the left's 
obsession with teaching kids about this kind of sex or these sexual ideas? They're grooming. That's that's what this is. This is grooming, pure and simple. They are trying to change like, and I can tell you it's happening here, Palm Beach County. I, I, I'm having an issue with my oldest as well. She She's fallen into this because it's the public schools pushing this. They're pushing the LGBTQ. They're pushing and they talk about it nonstop and they reward the kids for joining their LGBT groups. And they it's horrible. And the fact that they now want to talk about, you know, masturbation, no freaking way. No way is some stranger that I don't know going to be talking to my kids about masturbation. Oh, not even happening. So it's it. I would hope that the parents would start getting angry. I mean, we know it worked in Virginia. You know, it worked in Virginia. Virginia took it back. So, I mean, I, but it's Rhode Island. You know, I, I wish I could be, I could be a bit more optimistic, but I, when it comes to New England states, I'm really not optimistic. Yeah. And before, before I, I move on to Juliet with this, again, you, yeah, it is grooming, but to what end? What is the goal? What are they trying to get out of this? Do they want every child to change their gender? Is that going to make them happy? What is the mark of success for these people? Well, I think part of it might not be that, but it might just be that they're grooming the next generation for their debaucheries. I mean, let's face it. I mean, look look anywhere. Look at what Disney did to all those poor actresses and actors that they had growing up in the Disney family. Like all these all these stories that come out now that I hear, like I, one of the best one was that interview with Bella Thorne that she gave on MTV and they were asking her what the best part of, you know, being on the Disney family was. And she literally just let loose and talked about how she was repeatedly raped by her manager and her parents were like, that's fine. Just give us the check. So, I mean, it's just, they're, they're grooming to think that this is okay. That to be victimized is okay. To be victimized by adults that you trust is okay and that you should let it happen. And that's the thing that really scares me about the teachers is because we teach our kids that teachers are somebody you can trust. They're people that care about you, that will that are someone that you can go to and tell your troubles to. And now we have all these teachers who are very blatantly going on TikTok every single day and saying, fuck your parents. We're your parents now. We're the only ones who love you. Do what we say. It's, it's a sick, sick world that they are training our children to be professional victims that will allow themselves to be victimized by anyone they view as an authority figure. Juliet, this bill is uh, supported by Planned Parenthood. I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. It's also supported by a group called Sexual Health Includes Pleasure. That's the name of the group. The acronym is SHIP. Uh, it's a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing culturally inclusive, medically accurate, and pleasure-guided sexuality education therapy and professional training to adults generally, but now they want it to be included with children. Um, how about they just set up a class? Make it an optional class. If parents really think their kids need to have this education, this instruction, then make it an optional class after school that the kids can go to that the parents say, yeah, I want you to go to that. But anybody who doesn't want it doesn't have to. And I'm talking about parents, not, not kids making this decision. I, mean, I think that's a great idea. Um, I mean, the way I kind of look at this whole thing they're doing here is they're, I think their end goal is to sever the ties between generations. Because, like, if they can succeed in indoctrinating these kids and just 
completely warping their minds from a very young age to a lifestyle and worldview that is so different from any previous generation, then they won't have the same, you know, allegiance to their parents and their families and older people in their lives that every other generation has had. And it's a classic communist tactic. Like when Mao was in charge and, you know, he really like started pushing his cultural revolution it became like the the students had no allegiance to their own families they were purely aligned with their teachers as long as their teachers were good communists and mao so that i think they're trying to do that i think they're trying to like separate off the younger generation now and use them yeah, you're right. Own, the, those children you know. would actually turn their parents in if they weren't good communists. That's exactly, exactly. what they did. Yeah. And the same thing happened in Nazi Germany, by the way. A lot of the uh, mm -hmm. youth in Nazi Germany would turn their parents in if they were hiding Jews or some other transgression of the Nazi party. Uh, all very true. Uh, JR, you can respond to this and then take it to your story, your first one. Uh, but this group, this organization called SHIP, offers a variety. And this is what they're trying to model this uh, this course or this, this uh, class as because uh, ship offers a variety of workshops and events including deconstruct deconstructing toxic monogamy and uh, building intentional relationships what the fetish an introduction to non BDSM fetishes media and practices starting at the beginning healthy sexuality in preschool classrooms and what's the whole filling the pleasure gap. Those are some of the, the courses that this group currently instructs in their quote-unquote adult education. Yeah, I would, I would question whether all that which you said would even be appropriate in a college setting. Yeah. But at least in a college setting, you could choose the course, right? So, you know, I, I look at this thing pretty globally, and I, I look at morality of society, of, of the United States, God, uh, based country founding a higher power and what this does it it eliminates people's thoughts for themselves and you know morality in general and 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 i'm not gonna beat up people that have chosen a different lifestyle that hey i mean everybody can do what they want but it's a difference when you're teaching my kids if you're going to make that part of the state education system so it's mandated to be taught to you know, pick the topic and pick the age group. It, it you know, Florida DeSantis under fire, as Trish well knows, for the, for the third grade and under, um, you know, change in state, uh, kind of a preemptive strike, so that it doesn't happen. And you know, I applaud him. And I just I just look at this. It's like you're saying, what is the end game? Because it doesn't make common sense again any more than and putting a transgender uh you know male and female body parts in the same prison and then be surprised when you have what we talked about earlier so this is just an extension of that and would would only make that even more common so you know i i just think it's one more step in the wrong direction that we've got to fight for and stand up for our rights and stand up for our kids so anyway you want to run to the First video there. All right. Let's, uh, let me see if I've got this set up. Um, do you want to introduce it or how do you want to start this? We didn't, we didn't yeah, what practice it is, this. It's just, 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a clip with John, uh, Senator John Kennedy uh, from uh, Republican there from Louisiana talking about uh, uh, the current state of our uh, spending in, uh, in Washington. Uh, before we go to it, I just want to say a quick thank you to Intolerant Leftists for the gift in the Foxhole chat. Thank you so much for that. It's very much appreciated. And here's the here's the video clip. I would make uh, three points, Jesse. Number one, you left some out. I have seen the federal government, for example, give $530,000 to a group called Hookers for, for Jesus. <laughs> I have seen the federal government spend $2.1 million for sex education for Ethiopian prostitutes. <laughs> Um, and I could continue with other examples of spending porn. And, and, and every time that Congress allows this to happen, it is as if Congress is taking a great Dane-sized whiz down the leg of every taxpayer in America. Uh, point two. Yes. This is a bipartisan problem. This isn't just Democrats. A couple of years ago, I, I passed a bill, it was like pulling teeth, to try to reduce the number of checks that the federal government sends to dead people. Uh, checks with get, which get cashed. Mm. Obviously fraud. Trish, last I checked, we have a current $2.5 trillion annual deficit in this fiscal year. We have a $30-plus trillion national debt. And yet these things continue to happen. I mean, what does it, what, what do you think it's going to take for us to have some real reform? When are we going to stop spending money we don't have? I think I think the federal government needs to do what Florida had to do. Florida had to pass a balanced budget amendment. Um, without that, Florida would not be where it is today. I mean, they have paid off their debt. Um, we actually had a surplus last year, which was great. Um, so. And that was during the pandemic too, which I mean, but of course, you know, because DeSantis was trying to kill us all down here in Florida. It's, it's amazing that we, that any of us survived at all. Um, but at, at, at the federal level, we need a couple of things to happen. Number one, we need a, number one, we need term limits. Jeez, Jesus, baby Jesus in heaven, please. Term limits. <laughs> Two, we need a balanced budget amendment. That's, that's gotta be huge. Like you, they don't, they don't balance the budget. You don't get paid. Yeah. Make it easy. They, they, they'll change real quick. And number three, we have to stop these bills that are, you know, 200, 2,000 pages long. Bills can be no longer than five pages. There has to be a certain amount of time that those bills that the, that the senators and the House of Representatives, they are able to go back to their constituents to review this with their constituents, get their ideas on it before they have to come and vote on it. So there has to be like a minimum six-month waiting period before the bill can be voted on so that these you know politicians have time to go back and talk to their constituents that they're supposedly representing but but kennedy is right it's it's at both sides it's not it's not just a red like i tell people in washington the only difference between a democrat and a republican is the color of their tie there's really no difference between them they're both spending money like crazy they are spending money we don't have they and it's just it's getting out of control and who's paying us so yeah i'm, I'm gonna go with balanced budget amendment term limits bills that can be no longer than five pages and must have a six-month waiting period before they can be voted on. That's my solution. Yeah, well, that's interesting and, and certainly interesting. I didn't know all that about DeSantis, but uh, 
if he uh, if he were to find his way into into Washington in some capacity, it would be interesting if he could uh, instill some of those uh, uh, concepts into uh, into the national uh, equation. But uh, Juliet, <laughs> I mean, I I thought the interesting piece as well was uh, Republicans and Democrats both fighting. I had a a friend of mine, his business partner was a a, a big uh, Democrat, and he famously once said, you, you know, you want to know the difference between a Republican and a Democrat. He says uh, the uh, Democrats speeding towards a cliff at 100 miles an hour, the Republicans are only speeding at 95. That's what, <laughs> that, that's how he identified the difference between the two. And, and certainly it seems to be bipartisan resistance uh, to change. I mean, what, do, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I mean, I mean, just think about that. He faced resistance from both sides of the aisle for trying to stop payments to dead people that result in fraud. And people actually didn't want to support that. I mean, what on earth? I mean, but, you know, the thing I think about every time this comes up is it's very easy to spend other people's money. Especially when you have an unlimited amount. Nobody's telling them they can't spend more than this, you know? So at this point, they've spent all of our money. They're spending, like, our grandchildren's money right now. And they don't care because it will never affect them. And yeah, I, like, and I, I, I like Trish's plan. I vote I vote for Trish's plan. <laughs> yeah, I, Ooh, one, I, vote. I know it. one vote. One <laughs> vote. I know in New York... <laughs> Uh, incumbents just based on the power and the uh, the gerrymandering and the money that incumbents have, it's like a 99% re-election rate or something like that. And again, that's why we end up with politicians who end up making careers. Uh, it's, it's not like the old days where you did it a little bit and you had a full-time job as well. Um, I think in Texas, they, they do a, a two-year budget and it's, you know, they go and they, you know, it, it's not something they do. Uh, it's not their paycheck. So I don't know. It's just, it just seems like we should, uh, like a business does, if you don't have money, the answer to any spending is no. And you have to convince me to say yes. Right now with a politician, they say yes. And you have to be compelling, have very compelling reasons to say no. And uh, term limits certainly would put an end to uh, the, this, uh, you know, multi-millionaire, uh, millionaire, millionaire opportunity that uh, is called the uh, election to office in D.C. So, anyway, I don't know if you had anything, J.V., or you want to go to the topic number. Yeah, of uh, course I have. I've, in, you know, in fact, I have a whole page full of notes on uh, just from this. We could do a whole show about this because I have so much to say about it. First of all, Juliet, it's actually several generations beyond our grandchildren that they that they're spending money. They're spending money of our great grandchildren, maybe our great great grandchildren. It's really that sickening what they're doing. Imagine if you ran your household. I know this comparison is used a lot, but imagine if you ran your household this way and you just did everything on a credit card with no intention to ever pay it back. And that's what they're doing right now. There is no consideration whatsoever when they pass these spending bills, whether they're for COVID, whether they're for domestic anything, or whether they're to send arms over to Ukraine. They don't even think twice about it. No one stands up and says, can we really afford this? And is this really a good expenditure of our future generation's money? Because that's where we're at. We're spending the money. Um, do you remember when uh, Obama took office and they, he had the big, uh, I don't know what it was, I can't remember what it was called. This big, uh, Rush called it the porculus. Uh, 
stimulus package that that he had, and it was like nine hundred billion dollars, and people were aghast that we were approaching a spending bill that was almost a trillion dollars. How could this happen? That harp, was harp, harp, harp two. That was uh, let's see, where are we? Thirteen years? No, uh, twelve years ago? No, thirteen years ago. Now they spend a trillion dollars like like they're writing a check for you know for the for the uh, you know for their newspaper subscription. It's nothing. It's like penny cash. And there's they make believe. And they've 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 made it so that when they introduce and Kennedy, I, I don't know if he did it in the clip that we just played, but that whole uh, interview I heard and uh, Kennedy talks about a two hundred fifty billion dollar spending package that he says is going to actually uh, put a lot of money into Chinese pockets that we have to pay attention for. It makes that $250 billion sound like nothing. $250 billion is a lot of money. But they've created such an environment that it sounds like it's nothing. And that's what they've done. And Republican spending is a double transgression to me because most Republican voters put these Republicans into office so they don't do this, so they stop this. But they get up there and they do it all just like the Democrats. And Jr., you're absolutely right. They may Democrats may be going 100 miles an hour, but the Republicans are right behind them at 95 miles an hour. Um, and here's the other thing: there's an Armageddon coming. I have way too much to say about this, and I'm not going to get to half of these bullet points I made. <laughs> but there's an Armageddon coming. The amount of debt that we have right now is barely sustainable at zero percent interest rates. When interest rates get to five, six. 7%. They're talking about a recession and inflation, stagflation of the 70s. We had interest rates near 20%. When interest rates get to those levels, this debt of the U.S. federal government is not sustainable. It is unsustainable. And there is a fa financial Armageddon coming our way. We see the storm clouds on the horizon, and it's coming this way fast. Yeah, right mm -hmm. now the debt is 200 and it's about $243,000 per taxpayer in this country. Two, can you imagine that? Because think every taxpayer said they had to cough up $243,000. Yeah, and see, a fam that means a family of four has to cough up, cough up a million dollars. Well, even mm -hmm. if, if you just got, even if you got two parents and two kids. That's a family right? of four. Two That's parents. a million dollars. That's half of, yeah. That, well, they're not, the kids aren't the taxpayers. No, I, no, I, I think that but, figure is per capita. I don't think, maybe it's taxpayer. No, no, that. That, no, that's the taxpayer one. Okay. The per capita, it's like $80,000 per person. But yeah, so think about taxpayers. All the taxpayers, you're, you and your wife have to cough up half a million dollars. It's, it's, this, is, this is absolutely ridiculous. And, it's, and I liked the, 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 it's true when they talk about the family, you know, like if your family makes this much money, like you can't spend, if you only make $100,000 a year, you can't spend $2.5 million. You just, you can't, you don't have the money. You can't, and you can't just say, oh, I'm just going to raise the, the, the credit ceiling, right? I'm just going to raise the credit, raise the debt ceiling. That's like saying, oh yeah, just call my credit card and say, just raise my, raise my limit. We'll be fine. Just raise my limit and I'll be okay. That makes no sense financially. And we can't, you're right. It's completely unsustainable. Absolutely unsustainable. Make believe money. Sorry. That's what it seems like yeah. at this juncture. JR, go not ahead. not even real. JR, go ahead with your oh. next story. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll pull up uh, number two there if you can, and we'll uh, we'll run with that. <laughs> so this, <laughs> so this is a funny meme I saw, and uh, I guess the thought I had with this, other than the joke, was that uh, we're all you know applauding uh, what Musk is doing here uh, with Twitter, 
But my thought was that in Juliet, maybe you can respond first here. Um, what would you think if the next major uh, purchase was Bill Gates buying uh, Fox News? Is this a is this a trend that we might see whereby, you know, the uh, the elite among us, either side of the aisle, will they take matters into their own hands and go after somebody they don't like, trying to reshape things rather than starting their own? What do you think about that? Um, I think I think we have to stay on our toes here because I don't think they expected Elon to do this. I think he did it so quickly. They didn't have enough time to react, but there will be retaliation. I mean, you know, I, I'm more worried about Tesla as a company at this point, because if they can, if they can steal a ton of his wealth, this Twitter deal will never go through, you know, like it's like, it's not finalized yet. So if they can devalue his wealth, then he won't have enough. To buy Twitter in the end, you know, it's just I don't know. I mean, I I I predict we're gonna see a lot of this type of move, and they'll say, well, oh, Elon did it, but I don't really think it's because he did this. I think they just have to maintain their control over things, so they're gonna they're just gonna do it by any means necessary now. Yeah, they, they certainly created a, a fire in the Twitter boardroom. And what was it, a week or two, we were talking about the poison pill they were, were putting in place mm -hmm. to try to, you know, try to prevent this. But at the end of the day, as the fiduciary of the company, the, the board, they, they really had to honor what might be in the financial interests of all the stockholders. And here they are. They, 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 they probably found legally they, they really couldn't stare this gift horse in the mouth. So, you know, Trish, I don't know what your thoughts are on it, but I couldn't help when I saw this. You know, certainly we're all uh, seemingly uh, on this show anyway, applauding um, what might certainly become more free speech again on the Twitter platform and really uh, back to the roots that we uh, enjoyed for the majority of our lives here until, you know, the last four or five years, things have gotten crazy. But do you, do you think it's possible we could see more of this type of... Uh, megabytes by uh, billionaires and changing the face. I mean, think think about if uh, Newsmax went went the way of, uh, uh, or even other conservative platforms, they just bought them out. Well, they, they, they already have. I mean, I, the Washington Post, Bezos practically owns the Washington Post. Nobody, nobody cared about when he did that. Nobody talked about, oh, the billionaires buying the Washington Post. Oh, we're all going to die. Nobody talked about that. I mean, when Fox was taken over by the kids of the past owner, they're all very lefty. Nobody mm -hmm. screamed and yelled like, oh, so we're all going to die. But suddenly someone, and Elon Musk is not even a conservative. That's what cracks me up about this whole thing. He's not even a conservative. Like, he is not. He's just, he's a pragmatist. He believes that everybody should have a fair shot. He, you know, he's one of the few people who, when he got money from the government for his businesses, he paid it back with interest. <laughs> How many businesses can say, can Ford, can, when they got bailed out, can they say, oh, we paid it all back though, with interest back to the government. So it went back to the taxpayers. No, they can't. But Elon Musk, I'm sorry, but I love following his Twitter. He's been on fire today. Like he made a tweet earlier where he said he was going to buy Coke just so he could put cocaine back in it. I'm like, yes, <laughs> like this, except, except we had a plea from a user, like, please don't change the Mexican Coke because the Mexican Coca-Cola <laughs> is the best kind. 
That's the kind I like to buy at the grocery store, not the other kinds, just that one. But I mean, he's he's been making jokes left and right about what he was going to buy McDonald's and fix all the ice cream machines. You know, like, listen, like I, I'm all for it. Like buy, buy everything. Like, and this is my whole thing. We need people like Elon in this world because we need people to come in and say, you know what? You want, go build your own platform. Okay, fine. I'll just take yours and I'll buy it. Ha. Huh. Now go build your own. That's what we need. And there's very few people who can do that. There's very few people who can do that. So I'm glad that as much as Elon is not a righty, he's, I don't even think he's a lefty. He's, he's like most of us, we're kind of in the middle somewhere and we, but we all believe, and I, that's the thing that kills me the most about the left. They don't believe in free speech. We do. I, I mean, I don't know. I have no problem with a lefty spouting off their stupidity. Go ahead and spout it off. I don't care. It doesn't bother me, but they do not want to hear an opposing opinion about anything. Like it doesn't matter what topic it is. You choose. Doesn't matter. They don't want to hear it. It's either their mm -hmm. opinion or no opinion. So I, I'm, I, I applaud Elon Musk for what he's doing. And if the, if the employees decide to tank the stock, and that's my whole thing. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter. Oh, we're going to tank the stock and we're going to, everybody should sell their shares. So you're not hurting. You know who you're hurting? You're hurting the shareholders. You're not hurting Musk. Musk doesn't care. Dude, he has so much money. He doesn't care. Like he's putting rockets into space. He's going to go to Mars. He doesn't care about this little, you know, $45 billion deal for Twitter. This is nothing to him. So you're hurting the shareholders, you're hurting all the retirees who their entire, you know, portfolio, retirement portfolio is wrapped up in, you know, the stock market. So you're hurting, you're hurting the average person and the left is celebrating that. And that's what pisses me off the most. Yeah, there, there are wealthy people, though. And uh, Musk, what, I think it took him about uh, to raise the 45 billion. I think he did it on his lunch hour. So I don't know, JV, if you think, if you think uh, somebody else is next year or what? It's a, you know, when you asked that question earlier when we were setting up the show for tonight, I, I hadn't really considered that. You know, it would be actually, I don't know what the market value of, of News Corp, which owns Fox News, is, but I, I doubt it's $45 billion. I don't know. Do you have any idea? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know offhand. But I, I bet it's not forty-five. But it's less than that. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's more than that. I don't know. But but it's a it's a very interesting point. The only thing I can say about that though is that right now they own everything but Fox News and now Twitter. But they own everything else. They own Google, which owns YouTube. They own Facebook, which owns Instagram and Snapchat. Yes, no. Snapchat is part of. The Facebook parent. They own the New York Times. They own the Washington Post. They own ABC, CBS, NBC, NPR. Uh, you know, that list is huge for what they already own. They just don't have a monopoly. And man, it pisses them off because they yeah, could never get Fox News, which dominates them in the ratings every hour of every day. They could never get their hands on it. They tried to shut it down. They keep trying to shut it down. And now they lost Twitter. And you would think that nuclear uh, missiles just landed in the middle of their towns, the way they're screaming. And Trish, you're right. The, the, the fact that they cannot handle free speech tells you everything you need to know about these people. They can't handle just a level playing field where conservatives' ideas and thoughts are discussed as freely as their stupid, ridiculous, moronic ideas. They can't handle that. 
And they are, I mean, to hear Joy Reid and all the cast of characters on MSNBC and CNN talk about how Elon Musk is a racist and he's this and he wants to bring back apartheid. There's no indication of that. He's never said anything that would make you think that. To make, to, to say that he just wants to allow, let Nazis say whatever they want to say on Twitter. No, no, that's not what it's like. Look at the list of people that have banned on, that have been banned on Twitter for saying very, very, uh, Minor things. Trish, you're one of them. Juliet, you're one of them. JR, you don't say anything controversial. Too middle of the road. So you don't get banned, but you will someday. <laughs> now that you've... I say lots of things controversial, <laughs> just not publicly. <laughs> and, so, remember, uh, and remember I, this. I, as, far, stay a little clear. as far as the, uh, as far as the uh, shareholders selling their stock to tank the stuff, that's irrelevant. That means nothing. Twitter has never made money ever. If Elon yeah. Musk comes in and makes it a profitable company... It's private, and he decides to go public with it. He is going to make a f another fortune. He is going to make mm -hmm. take that that forty five billion dollars will look like as it does now to him pennies because he'll double, triple, quadruple that if he makes Twitter profitable. Because the former Twitter management couldn't seem to do that. So, all right, I yeah, want to talk. Yeah, I, I'm going to. Do you want to yeah, go ahead? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to. I'm going to change topics here. Um, so before we uh, were talking about these things, the last uh, we were talking about the sexual education thing, and I often wonder: is the pendulum swinging, Juliet? I think you even used that phrase already tonight, uh, and maybe something like this indicates the pendulum is actually swinging. The Oklahoma governor has signed a bill which prohibits non-binary birth certificates. This is very, very encouraging to me. But the bill, which is uh, SB eleven hundred, requires. All birth certificates to allow only male or female as gender options. The text of this law states that it, quote, requires the biological sex designation on a birth certificate to be either male or female and prohibits a non-binary or any symbol representing a non-binary designation. The bill also prohibits people from changing their gender on their birth certificate. Is this the pendulum swinging, Trish? Oh, th well, first of all, that Oklahoma governor, I love him. He had a big, huge barbecue right in front of like one of the PETA billboards right outside Oklahoma City. So I love that man. Like he was out there flipping burgers and steaks and stuff. So yeah, no, and and this is this is my whole thing. With again, we go back to the left and their I this it's this whole ideology of that everything in biology is just it's negotiable. Like the doctor just, they don't know you're born, and then the doctor's not sure, and maybe he thought you were a male, but he made a mistake. No, stop this crap. We have there. There's a reason that we have these ideas based in biology and in science. In fact, like there is XY chromosomes and there is XX. And every once in a while, there's a little mess up and we got a little thing going on. But that's extremely rare. And it, it it's it, it's it, it's a mutation. It's not the norm. So this whole idea that you know you can change your gender. I mean, I just go back to the fact that it's erasing women. Period. This is this is all about erasing women in general, you know, and the fact that they put that that transgender in the same prison at Rikers and raped that woman that who's who's going to defend that woman. This is my whole thing. Nobody cares about that woman because her, she had to sacrifice for our greater good. See, and that's what I hate about the left is that they don't care who gets hurt. They don't care who's her, her, who's hurt by this in the end. They don't care. It's all about pushing what they want. So, yeah, good on Oklahoma for finally standing up. There are only two genders. Yes, go ahead, Twitter. Ban me again. There are only two genders. There are males and there are females. Anything else is a genetic anomaly. And 
you know, you deal with it. But yeah, no birth certificates, because that's another thing. Another issue we're going to have, you go into the hospital, your ID says that you're female, your, your symptoms, they're going to treat you a different way. If you're male or female on your symptoms, how they would treat, you know, abdominal pain in a woman is going to be very different how they're going to treat abdominal pain in a man. So these are all things that they don't think about long-term what, what could possibly happen with, and I'm sorry, but these kids, they're screwing up these kids so bad. Like it's hard enough being a kid in this world. I mean, think about when we were kids, it was hard when we were kids, you know, Julia, you're a little bit younger than the rest of us, but like when we were kids, it was a bit, it was a bit, it was hard enough as it was just to, we didn't have cell phones and computers and social media and all that crap. And it was still tough growing up. So nowadays it's absolutely impossible to be a kid. Now they're going to tell you the doctor made a mistake. You're not actually a girl. You're actually a boy. And we're going to go put you on puberty blockers. We're going to do all this stuff. And you're like seven and you think that you're also a monkey and a unicorn at the same time. So it's, it's, at, it's insanity. So bravo to the governor of Oklahoma. Trish, I would argue that growing up without cell phones or computers and all that stuff was made it easier for us because we could just go out and play and not have to deal with all that crap. Yeah. That but comes, it was, it was still hard, technology. right? You know, we still had issues to oh, deal with. Sure. We, we still had, had things we, we had did. to. So it's hard enough as it is, but now it's just nearly impossible to just be a normal adjusted person. Yeah. Um, Juliet, uh, there's a Oklahoma rep a Republican state representative. Her name is Sheila Dills. And she says, in, in regards to this particular legislation, she says, people are free to believe whatever they want about their identity, but science has determined people are either biologically male or female at birth. We certainly... Uh, we want clarity and truth on our official state documents. Information should be based on established medical fact and not in ever-changing social dialogue. I mean, it make it make it makes sense. Let me also add this, and then comment on either part of that. But um, I mean, something as simple as designating male and female. Look at it from if we try to look at it from a pragmatic standpoint. And Trish kind of alluded to it when it comes to the medical community. But what about like in crime? I mean, you, when you describe a, a a perpetrator, male or female, you eliminate fifty percent of the population if you can do that. You know, it's just a determiner. It's something that we use every day that we need to have clarity on. Excellent points. Um. I'm like, I really am starting to see this as this is our version of two plus two equals five. This is basic. There's, there's nothing debatable here, but they have turned it into this gigantic debate. And I, I, I it just baffles me. Um, and the craziest part is that the argument is coming from the people who spent the last two years telling us to trust the science and I believe in science blah, 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 until we hit, you know, basic science, just biology. You learn it in ninth grade in high school, but until we hit that and then no, we, well, we can't trust that science because those doctors are just guessing. They don't know. We, I mean, we literally live in that, uh, like a clown world. It, we really do. Yeah. Trust the science. When it comes to what they say about COVID, not what it comes to about biology, uh, my body, my choice when it comes to abortion, but not when it comes to being able to say no to a vaccine. It's amazing how the rules change. Uh, this, uh, JR, this bill stands in contrast with a growing number of states that have specifically allowed a person to designate a gender other than male or female on a birth certificate. How the hell does a newborn know whether it's male or female? And how does the, the adult standing in the room know? know whether it's male and female other than looking for a penis how do they know <laughs> it, i saw a clip of a uh, teacher teaching the class it was an elementary school class and his comments 
in teaching the class said, so when a baby is born, the doctor makes their best guess as to what the sex of the baby is. Most of the time they get it right, but often they don't. And, and, and this guy is standing there, again, impressionable kids, a, a person of authority, speaking this like it's gospel. And, and, and I'm still baffled how, you know, the, during the, the recent Supreme Court nomination and the hearings, arguably some of the smartest legal minds in the country. And, you know, it takes a biologist to basically look down your pants and determine what, what sex you are, right? And, and that, that seems to be too difficult. So it, it just is, uh, it's just, it goes along with the other topics we've been talking about with the sex education and things. I mean, to, again, skew the norm uh, to the detriment of our society and to, and to make, you know, as Trish said, the very minute, you know, piece, the little light bulb again becomes our biggest problem. Right. And, and to normalize everything, the tail wags the dog. And I, it just is one more step in the wrong direction. And, uh, it makes me wonder again, uh, Florida has been very successful being conservative, Oklahoma, very conservative state. Are, are people going to start migrating to a greater degree to these states that they that they can be more comfortable in and recognize and trust and believe in and feel good about? And uh, I, I think we're going to see more of that if this trend continues. Yeah, I, I have to make one more comment about this, Trish. Uh, Jessica Stern, who's a U.S. Special Diplomatic Envoy for LGBTQ rights, stated that, quote, Humans do not always fit within a male or female category around the world. The definition of male and female is related to genitalia. It's really the bottom line. There's a, there's an XY factor going on here, but really when it comes down to it, it's what your genitalia you have defines whether you're male or female at birth. Nothing else does. You can think what you want later in life. You can pretend you're something else. You can mutilate your body if you think you need to to fit in somewhere, but it doesn't change basic biology and and i actually you know my mother is in the chat right now and get her so she can tell you growing up i was not a girly girl i my two best friends were rodney and quentin we used to blow up my mom's barbie doll collection which she's still very angry about um we used to like put little firecrackers and take their heads off and put firecrackers in and blow them up like so back if if i was like that then could you imagine me now they'd have me on puberty blockers trying to convince me that right. i'm a boy right See, the problem is, is that they have been so obsessed with gender roles that they think now that anything is interchangeable because the role is just the role. And my whole thing is, it's true. I'm a woman, but that doesn't mean that I can't have fun with my chainsaw after a hurricane and be out there with my little lumberjack boots and my chainsaw and be like, ah, but that doesn't make me no longer a girl. It just means that I now am displaying more, you know, more masculine traits. There's nothing wrong with a woman displaying masculine traits, just like there's nothing wrong with a man displaying feminine traits. But they've now made it that if you display any of these traits of the opposite sex, you must be the opposite sex, which is absolutely completely irrational and stupid. So, no, listen, I got I'm going to fight and listen, at being being in the, the the college and university system, I can tell you we fight this every day. I mean, I could tell you stories of, unfortunately I can't, but I could tell you a lot of stories about some of the transgender students I've had, about some of the things. It's crazy what we are teaching and letting our children believe. Absolutely insanity. 
Oh, moving on. That fired a lot of people up, particularly in chat. By the way, great comments in all of the chat rooms. Yeah, thank you for for contributing to the conversation that way. Uh, Also, if you haven't uh, done so, please subscribe or follow, depending on the platform you're on. I did want to mention that this is our first night back on YouTube since the the last most recent suspension, and I think Trish just got us suspended again. Uh, So be be prepared for that. And and make sure if you are watching on YouTube, you have gone to one of the other platforms and followed us or subscribed to us there so that you'll miss the show when we get that next suspension. Oh, okay. Blame me, JV. Blame me. Blame me. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about this. I don't have a lot to talk about this, so I'm going to start with you, Juliet. But uh, John Durham has revealed that Fusion GPS, that's the legal firm that uh, paid for and initiated the Steele dossier, the fake Russian dossier on Donald Trump. But Fusion GPS staffers were regularly emailing reporters with unverified claims against Donald Trump's special counsel, John Durham revealed in court filings that staffers at the political research firm at the center of the so-called Russiagate scandal sent hundreds of emails to journalists containing unsubstantiated allegations against and claims about the the then uh, GOP presidential nominee, Donald Trump. Juliet, as this stuff gets revealed, uh, the media isn't covering it as it should because they're all in, in on it. They're all accomplices to this crime. Every one of them. Yep. Um, I, uh, I mean, you're just trying to like raise my blood pressure tonight. <laughs> Never gonna go to sleep. I'm so fired <laughs> up now. Ugh, like it just drives me insane. But um, I, you know, and this kind of goes back to the whole Twitter thing. Like this is why they're freaking out because they have had such complete control over what news stories gain traction and that kind of stuff. And so now. They feel like they're losing that control where stories like this might actually reach the public because there are so many people that scan a few headlines when they're checking their email or maybe catch the news, like the nightly news. But a lot of our country just, they're not as informed and into this kind of stuff as we are. So they have, they really don't know. Like they probably haven't even heard about this and that's how they get away with it. Yeah, there are a lot of people that don't pay attention and, and or they're just headline news readers and that's all they take away from uh, JR, uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign from reports are starting to scramble. The people that were involved in her campaign are starting to scramble. They're starting to feel the hot, heavy breath of John Durham and his prosecution on the backs of their necks. Do you think this actually materializes into criminal prosecutions for anybody and maybe as high up as Hillary Clinton herself. Boy, I don't know, but uh, I, th- I think as has been the case all along here, uh, nobody's been held accountable and things kind of just floated through the clouds, but Durham's not going away. And there's enough daylight on this now, in my opinion, that uh, I don't think he is going away. He's, he's uh, filed a couple of subpoenas, I think, and he's not stopping. And the, and the more he uncovers, uh, the more it is being covered, you know, not unlike um, what's going to happen. I think when uh, Mr. Musk looks under the under the hood at Twitter, he's going to find out what some of these policies there were. You know, uh, D'Souza's movie on uh, the election fraud and the mule with 2000 mules is coming out next month or next week or some sometimes soon. Again, uh, that's 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 some of the stuff that as Rush used to call them, the low information voters, they'll see that movie. 
they, they'll see that headline and they'll pursue it. And enough of these things are starting to happen. Nothing happens fast. Believe me, <laughs> I would have loved to see this stuff about a year and a half or two ago. Yeah. But, but the point being, I don't see it stopping. And the more it continues, uh, I, there's going to be more and more heads that end up on a stand uh, under oath. And whether it gets to Hillary or not, I don't know. I mean, uh, that, that would be heroic on his part if it got to that point. But, but he's connecting the dots, and the dots certainly go right back to her campaign. Her attorney's been in charge now, I believe, and one other person maybe at this point, and a few people pleaded, pleaded the fifth. But I, I think he's going to haul him into court. And uh, we will see what happens. But th this this was applauded and cheered and uh, by the liberal left. They were more than happy to accept these all these emails, which they can't deny are the case because it's it's a matter of, of public information now and part of the investigation. So uh, you can't just wish this things away and keep going on. And our, our good friend Adam Schiff, I think, is going to be right in the headlights of this thing really soon as well. Mm -hmm. I started to see a couple articles about him and his place in this and his connection. And uh, if if no, certainly if November happens and goes the way we think it should, a whole bunch of new committees and uh, and special prosecutors and things I think are going to weigh in on this and it's going to dominate our news for for years I suspect so we can we can only hope I'd love to see Adam Schiff pay a price for all the lying he did to the American people uh, it was so brash and blatant uh, I do want to mention something that you mentioned uh, Dinesh D'Souza's documentary 2000 Mules our good friend Matt Couch is flying to Mar-a-Lago uh, to to watch the premiere at uh, Mar-a-Lago with Trump and about 150 other people and he is going to try okay. we're, we're going to try to be live as this is happening at some point and he'll uh, he'll jump on with us from Mar-a-Lago and do a little interview he said the only thing that'll follow that up is if they don't allow they may have a rule that he can't and if that's the case, then we'll have to do it later. But either way, we're hoping to do that. Now, you mentioned, uh, Jr. Uh, this whole idea of uh, when Elon Musk gets into Twitter looking under the hood at what's been going on there. And I want some opinions here because there's been a lot going on at Twitter the last 48 hours. A lot of conservatives are seeing huge jumps in their Twitter followers since the takeover was announced. And Democrats are seeing reductions um, Donald Trump Jr. is one of them. He's he is uh, leading the questions. He said he saw a giant spoke, a spike. It gave him a net game of eighty seven thousand two hundred ninety six new followers by Tuesday, and another one hundred nineteen thousand twenty two by Wednesday. Uh, if if I was a, if I was a cynical guy, Trish, I would think that there are a bunch of people at Twitter trying to cover their tracks right now. What are your thoughts on this? Oh, yeah, I'm I am extremely cynical, so I'm going to go there. Um, there are a lot of people at Twitter who've been doing a lot of bad things. Listen, a little bit of code, a little algorithm here and there, and they can throttle anybody's account. They can shadow ban you. They can they can remove followers and transfer those followers to somebody else. I can't tell you how many times Twitter has removed people that I'm following. And I've had to follow them two, three, four times just to keep getting their content because Twitter unfollows me. So you know that those people were doing things. And I think that a lot of that, I think they locked up a lot of the code when this, when this came down, when Musk, you know, when the offer came in and they accepted it. Um, 
And once they locked up that code and those, they weren't able to make those little changes every day that now, yeah, you're seeing tons of people. I mean, I've seen people who got their accounts back, like all of a sudden, like Libertarian Redhead, her original account, she's back. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. Cause she got, <laughs> she got suspended. She got banned a long time ago. So all of a sudden she has her account back. So I went, I filed an appeal right away. I'm like, I want my original account back, dag nabbit. So I haven't heard anything back yet. So fingers crossed. Usually I get an email right away. Like, no, you suck. You know, you're not getting it back, but haven't heard anything yet. So here's to hoping. Yeah. We've had some people in our chat room said they filed uh, appeals as well to get their accounts back. Matt Couch, again, bringing him up. He had about nearly a million followers and he was uh, um, not, not suspended, but completely removed from Twitter. And he is hoping he's going to get his account back. It takes a long time to build up that kind of following to have it just completely pulled out from under you. It's ridiculous. Looking at other uh, accounts here, uh, Juliet, Ron DeSantis saw his followers jump by more than 200,000 in the past couple of days. Matt Gates added 60,000. Tucker Carlson picked up 150,000. Um, and then some Democrats lost, like Barack Obama lost nearly 300,000 followers Katy Perry who's a uh, who is the third most popular account on Twitter she has 108 million followers also a liberal lost 200,000 followers uh, and then Marjorie Taylor Greene gained 100,000 on hers uh, it's really interesting and Twitter is trying to say Juliet that this is just organic changes because when the announcement came a lot of liberals left and a lot of conservatives came back uh, but those numbers There'd have to be a lot, a lot, a lot of changing of accounts, people coming and going for those numbers to be what they are. Yeah, that's totally made up. I mean, that doesn't even make sense at all. Um, but I know how Twitter plays their games. So I would, I just, gosh, I wish like a programmer could kind of explain it to me because there, there's a way they were doing this and they must have when he locked up like when they locked up the code i would assume some kind of side program stopped working and that's why we're seeing all these numbers i mean mm -hmm. my very first twitter account i made in 2020 like very beginning when when the virus was still a thing in china that nobody had heard of yet like because that was the easiest place to follow what was happening in china was on twitter so Within a couple months, I was shadow banned. Nobody ever saw anything I said. You know, I never got any interaction with anybody. And it was just, you know, I had wrong think, I guess. But, you know, and I was a nobody. I had like 50 followers and they, I, but I got shadow banned. Yeah. So imagine yeah. what they're doing to these really popular conservatives <laughs> like Tucker Carlson. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, in case you're concerned about uh, Star Wars actor Mark Hamill, Jr., he said that he just lost more than 8,000 followers in just a couple of hours. Um, it looks like, who is this? Um, oh, Keith Olbermann, our, one of our favorites. Uh, he's down about 1,800. He can't tell if it's dead bots or people afraid that Elon will find out they were following me. First of all, who the hell follows Keith Olbermann? He is a disgusting human being, has been. Uh, that shouldn't even be, uh, you know, shouldn't be allowed to speak, period. Um, so anyway, Jared, what do you think? Twitter saying this is organic, people coming and going. Uh, those of us who are a little more pragmatic and practical about these things say, no, these are some programmers that are trying to tweak what's under the hood before Elon Musk gets in there to look at it. Mm. Yeah, I, th I think it might be a, 
a couple days uh, is interesting. Uh, a week, uh, two weeks will be a trend. Uh, you know, um, it. Uh, I remember when inflation was transitory. Remember that too. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see if uh, if if there's, this continues. But uh, I guarantee you, there was a bunch of funny business going on. We've all we've all seen it. I, I basically dismissed my Twitter account completely. I mean, but I still have it. So there's going to be that too. I mean, I don't need to add Twitter to start using Twitter again. So that, you know, isn't even accounted for in these numbers because these are, these are, you know, swaps and real accounts. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. But I, I, I think they are, you know, who is it? Their lead attorney was crying when he was talking to, you know, the uh, upper management was an article that came she. out. I mean, I, or she was she? crying. Oh, she. Oh, she? I, 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 yes. just, I was a headline reader on that one, Trish, so I didn't read the article. Yeah. But, <laughs> but obviously, they're very distraught about, uh, to say the least, about what's happening and what could happen. And there's, and there's some scrambling going on. So uh, we'll see if this continues. I have to say this, uh, you know, all, with all of these employees threatening to quit and do this and that, good riddance. Elon Musk is going into this knowing that every single one of them can be replaced easily, very, very easily. So uh, it's going to be funny to watch them all quit and nobody's going to care. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. They're going to quit, leave their probably very good jobs, and no one is going to care. JR, that's about all we have time for, but I do have a question. Was this, did you send this to me for, to talk about on the show, or was I supposed to keep this secret just between you and me? <laughs> what was this? I think, I think that. That was part of the video that oh, okay. uh, Senator right. Kennedy was talking about, about right. the uh, waste. That, or maybe that was in other show you do after this yeah. one that, that gets a little less uh, viewership. I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, know one either. One of those two things. I was a little I got nervous. Your attention, yeah, it got my attention. You know, sometimes, I thought... sometimes I text JV and it takes, you know, a couple hours. He got back to me in 30 seconds on that <laughs> one. So I don't know how to read into that or not. <laughs> oh, too funny. Uh, so we, we won't have time to get to uh, the other stories you had, JR. I had a couple more too, but that's all right. We'll save them for another night. Trish, thank you so much again for jumping on. Not last minute, last second, literally. Uh, you were here in a flash. Makes me think you have superpowers. We'll talk about that another night. But thanks for doing that. But I do. It's okay. <laughs> Juliet, I know I know you were really disappointed last week that you couldn't come on, so I'm glad we were able to get you on this week. It's always a pleasure having you. Thank you. It's good to be back. And JR, excellent work in that upper right-hand corner. Britt would be right. proud. Trish, who's been up there, knows what you're going through. Uh, she's proud of you as well, and, and thanks for doing it for us. Great job. Hey, no worries. I Happy do to do it all and, and whatnot. Yeah. Whoa! What the heck? There we go. <laughs> um, remember to uh, visit the website, uh, independencegang.com. There's a tab up in the menu heading where you can click on it. says merch. If you go there, you can click through to our merch site. We've got a, little, a lot of really cool shirts and stuff. Some uh, folks have purchased the stuff and posted pictures on social media. You might want to check them out. But it's actually really great stuff. Trish, you said you were really happy with your stuff, right? Yeah, the T-shirts are super, super soft. I bought a T-shirt and I bought a um, tank top. And they're very, very soft. But again, I, for the ladies, just I'm blessed in the mammary area. So if you are blessed <laughs> in the mammary area, buy definitely a size up. Definitely a size up. Par five, I agree. It was an excellent panel tonight. Thank you so much. And thanks for being there. We appreciate everybody joining us. And we'll see you next time. Everybody have a great night.